Hey man, you know what time it is? What time is it? Time to watch movies. Movies? You wanna have a movie marathon? In the house. Oh yeah. It's a movie marathon. Hey. Movie marathon. Hey. Movie marathon. It's a movie marathon. Okay. Movie marathon. Hey. Movie marathon. Hey. Movie marathon. It's a movie marathon. Okay. Hello and welcome to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis 2, the clone of Josh Davis, and uh, we do have intro music now, courtesy of Blake Rules and Nether Friends, so thank you very much for uh, the intro music. Hello, and welcome to Real Movies. We've got some great guests uh, coming on the show later. We have a vocal coach, uh, so that's exciting, and then uh, just says here, someone from far away. Uh, don't know what that means, it's a little cryptic, but uh, we'll find out together. For those of you listening for the first time, Real Movies is a show where I sit down with some very real guests and we talk about some very real movies. Both the guests and the movies are real, just like me. Well, it is time for us to uh, welcome our first guest. Uh, Sorry, uh, the guest just looks a little different than I was expecting. Uh, Welcome onto the show, uh, Buddy Montgomery. Thanks for having me, Josh. So, I guess I should explain my confusion. Uh, to the listeners at home, uh, Buddy Montgomery is what appears to be a Muppet. That, that, that appears to be correct, Josh. Uh, it, it's okay. It's it's not a bad thing. It's not offensive. Being a Muppet's who I am. So, yeah, I look like a Muppet because I am a Muppet. Okay, so, like, you are a Muppet and not, like, a puppet, right? Oh, no, 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 no. That That is offensive. That's very offensive. Being a Muppet, very cool. Not offensive. Being a... The other one. I, 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 I take quite a bit of offense to that. Are all Muppets alive? Oh, yeah. Well, ex- I mean, except the ones that have long passed. They all start alive. And, well, some come to an untimely demise. And, uh, you know, we could talk about that another time. I think I'd rather talk about it now. So what What do you think happens when Muppets die? Um, well, just like anything else, uh, your eyes stay open and you've got this kind of a dead stare. Um, and it kind of creeps the people out who are around you. It's very tragic for the people who find you. Um, and then it brings about a lot of other conversations about what our lives really mean. Um, was it worth it in the end? Was it worth it to begin with? Does anybody miss me? Will anybody miss me when I'm gone? That's what happened when you die. Oh, are you talking about the hand? Talking about the hand. You're talking about the hand. Talking about the hand. Talking about the hand. The hand. Well, the hand can't stay there forever, Josh. What does that mean? Well, where are your hands right now? Um, I mean, in front of me, uh... Attached to my arms. How long have they been attached to your arms, Josh? Well, the whole time. Well, they can't stay like that forever. Are you saying at some point my hands are going to become detached from my arms? Yeah, that's what happens when you die. Your hands detach? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's accurate for for humans, at least. Maybe that's just a Muppet thing. Yeah, it could just be a Muppet thing. Well, I always figured that's what happened because I don't know where the other hands come from. 
the hand that's inside me is not attached to anybody. Oh. I've got a lot of questions about that, but I don't really know how to ask them. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm not a Muppet doctor. I'm a Muppet vocal coach. Okay, yeah, let's let's pivot to the, the vocal coach aspect. So, are you a vocal coach for Muppets specifically, or...? Um, I, I don't really want to pigeonhole myself and, and, you know, put myself just in a box. I like to, I like to, you know, go where my talents are needed. Um, oftentimes that is Muppets. Muppets need a lot of coaching. Um, but I have been a vocal coach for many big time stars and many people who have had very catastrophic, um, acting careers. Um, not necessarily because of things that I've taught them. Um... Not, not because of things that I've taught them. It sounds like it's because of things that you've taught them. Well, who can say for sure? What kind of uh, actors and... Uh, Mactors? Is that what you'd call a Muppet actor? Muppet actors. Mm-hmm. Muppet actors. 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 Uh, Mactors. Mactors. Okay. Mm, thespians. What kind of uh, actors and Mactors have you, have you taught in your career? Well, just about everybody you've seen on the screen is somebody that I've taught how to speak words. Everybody. Uh, yeah, vocal coaching is, is not just for singing. It's also just for normal diction. It's for accents. Uh, uh, so basically all of, all of the Muppets that you've seen, Kermit, Miss Piggy, uh, Monster, did a lot of crucial work with Monster, um, uh, and the rest of them, the etc. But also Bob Odenkirk, Meryl Streep. What kind of a... Rob Pattinson! What kind of stuff did you did you teach these guys? Well, one of the things that we do first is just warm up. Um, they got to get into the right headspace to, to give a good vocal performance. Um, so, uh, like, Rob Pattinson and I would do a lot of uh, uh, grunting, uh, healthy grunting, for his role in Batman. Is there unhealthy grunting? Oh, there's very unhealthy grunting. That's something that that Monster and I had to, or Animal and I, you know, I call, I call, Monster's my nickname for him. Animal and I had to do a lot of work on healthy and unhealthy grunting. Because, you know, Muppets, they put in very long work days if you're grunting for all those hours. You know, there's not labor laws for Muppets. And so you could be grunting for 48 hours on end. What do the uh, the work day? What does the work day of an average Muppet look like? You said they have long work days. Is it longer than people? Longer than people. Yeah, Muppets physically shorter than people. Work days much much longer than people. Why do you think that is? Oh well, you know we're easy to exploit. Why do you think that is? Well, like the hand's not really attached to anything. You could just you could just pick us up. That's true, and you famously cannot pick up humans. No, no! I tried to pick up Rob Pattinson! It didn't work! But I have tiny Muppet arms. So what What would you say is the biggest difference in uh, teaching Muppets and teaching people? Because obviously the, the anatomy of their mouths is a lot different mm-hmm. uh, between Muppets and humans. What does that look like in the, in the vocal coaching profession? Well, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head. Uh, the anatomy is one of the biggest differences because um, y- you can't even give them the same kind of vocal spray. 
because they get kind of sticky. Because they can't really swallow liquids. It doesn't really go anywhere. Is that a usual practice for you, for starting off with giving them a vocal spray? Yeah. Usually, man, when Rob Pattinson comes into my office, first thing I do is say, open wide, Rob. And then I just get a fire hose and just spray him down. So, in the throat. So new client, new client comes into your office. They walk in. First thing you do is say, open up. It's time for a spray. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And th- th- look, it's, it's in my contract. I, I, I don't do anything without a contract. How does that usually go the first time? The first time, look, we're, we're just getting a feel for each other. I get to know their throat. They get to know mine. We, oh, listen. So we do a do lot they, of listening. Do they do the, the vocal spray on you, too? Oh, yeah. Look, an eye for an eye. I won't do anything to someone that I won't let them do to me. Why do Muppets need the vocal spray? From what I understand, you guys don't have throats. That, that brings up an interesting, a very, very interesting point. Anatomically, no, we don't have throats. But we do have problems. What kind of problems? Oh, many problems. Emotional problems. Diction problems. Spiritual problems. And the the vocal spray helps with these problems? It's like, like a physical placebo. You just gotta get them in the right throat space. Mouth space. Tongue space. Teeth space. The, the uvulas often are misaligned in the Muppet world. That, the, the felts could be torn to shreds after those 48-hour work days. 48 hours? 48 hours. <laughs> you mentioned long work days, but I didn't mean think you meant plural. Yeah, no, work days. And, you know, it's, I understand it, though. We, we Muppets work hard. They say the first 48 are the most important. In solving a scene. So is it just 48 hours for their first one, or is that every shift? Well, it's the first shift you take is, is the only shift you take in that 48 hours. And oh, then and you then go, the 48 hours resets. When you have another scene, it's another 48 hours. But so it's the first. It's the first 48 hours of that 48 hours. Of that hours. 48 hours, yes. Well, it looks like it's time for us to talk about our uh, the first movie we have on the show. Uh, you probably worked with uh, many of the actors on this one. Um, the first one we have to uh, talk about on the show is uh, The Muppets Take Manhattan by Force. Uh, what were your thoughts on this movie? Did you work with any of the uh, actors on their roles for this movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. Michael Sarah, and I became very close on this movie. Um, Who did he play again? He played... Jim Rogerson. Remind me who that character was. Jim Rogerson was the the sheriff of Atlanta, in which the it starts out because he's such a good sheriff of Atlanta that he gets transferred to Manhattan. <laughs> what happens once he gets transferred there? I, I I can't seem to recall how the movie goes. Well, Michael Sarah. Uh, you know, a no-nonsense sheriff of Atlanta who really cracked down on the crime, you know, brought down all sorts of crime levels, specifically vandalism and illegal downloading of movies and DVDs. 
they, they, they said, we need this guy in Manhattan. But then he tried to take the trust of his police force by force. And so over the course of the movie, he is learning a valuable lesson about trusting people and, and getting people on your side by sharing mutual beliefs and being vulnerable as the Muppets are taking Manhattan by force. Now, you mentioned he tries to take Manhattan. Is he working with the Muppets? Oh, no, 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 no. He tries to take over the police force by force oh, to, I see. to save the city. To stop the Muppets. But to, to stop the Muppets. The Muppets. They're everywhere in this movie. Michael Sarah can't seem to get a grip. What are some of the Muppets? Who are some of the Muppets who are in this movie? There was Tin Can, Kermit, Miss Piggy. Dr. Piggy. Animal was in that one. And also, the others were there, too. I think he was actually called Monster in this one. Yes, that's that's another reason I always forget his name, is because, you know, I we get so into the scene, I just call him a monster. And that's what, that's from, so when you guys hear those rumors that come out in a few months, um about what happens behind closed doors and lots of yelling, it's really just because of the scene. What? Rumors? Who's... What rumors? Okay. Uh, We did a lot of very good work that we could talk about instead. No, I think I want to stay on those rumors, but uh, we'll talk more about those when we come back from our first break, which we are going to now. Order in the court. In the distant year of 2021, mankind has traveled to the far reaches of outer space. This vast galaxy is full of life forms of every shape and size, and there is one common need that unites them all. Not food, not water, in space, Everybody needs a lawyer. But who can rise to the challenge? Who has the guts to defend the denizens of our universe? I'll tell you who. Lance Vibrato, astronaut attorney. Tune in every Sunday at 9 p.m. to hear the cosmic courtroom comedy that befalls Lance Vibrato, astronaut attorney. Only on KZSM.org. Hello, and welcome back to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis 2, the clone of Josh Davis. Uh, We have uh, Buddy Montgomery here in the studio, who was just talking about some rumors, I think. Mm, Methinks not. It was a very long commercial break, you were probably mistaken. Say, uh... You mentioned Muppets have 48-hour workdays, mm-hmm. uh, plural. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that apply to you as well? Well, as a consultant, I sometimes work outside of the specific limitations of the, 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 the mappers, the mattresses, the nespians. Um, but I do like to stay there and be supportive, although I do get to retire to my trailer with my clients often um, to go work specifically. Um, but I, I do take them... Uh, for their, their trainings, sometimes for 12 hours straight, 
and then a lunch break, and then a nap, and then another 12 hours. What do you guys do for 24 hours of training? Mostly scales. Scales, what does that mean? You know, I'm a vocal coach. We do vocal scales. We measure things to size. For 12 hours and then another 12 hours after nap time. Well, Josh, there's a lot of notes. Well, all right. Um, it looks like it is time for us to introduce our next guest. Uh, I don't have any information written down here for them other than that they are from far away, which is very cryptic. Uh, so, oh, uh, welcome on to the show. Yeah, thanks. Uh, hi, everyone. It's a uh, hi. It's nice to meet you. Uh, me. It's uh, Muddy Montgomery. Uh, I'm from a similar earth. Don't worry, we still have the same movies. Whereas you're a voice coach, uh, our paths diverged way back when we were seven, and I actually became a choice coach for for several of them actors. Um, So you could think of me as sort of a psychotherapist, a counselor of guidance. Um, And I work with the actors and actresses uh, quite quite closely. and I, as you can see, I, I do give them a hand as I'm not a Muppet, I am a human. Uh, I'm one of the few humans. Uh, we call them hackters on, on, our, on our place. We don't just call them actors. It's, it's, it's reserved for the Muppets. Okay, you mentioned another Earth. Is this like a, like a Spider-Verse kind of thing? Are you from another Spider-Verse? I mean, yeah, we got spiders and stuff, but I mean, no, I mean, it's just, it's just down the road. Like, you can get there pretty quickly, honestly. Okay, and there's it's mostly Muppets there. Um. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. It's mostly everything's pretty much a Muppet. It makes sitting down pretty difficult. It makes um, taking showers difficult. It makes. Uh, in it what makes, way? Well, like I said, everything's a Muppet, so everything's got to tell you its life story in some sort of song. And, and I gotta be honest, it, it does get a little exhausting sometimes. So that's why I'm a I'm a choice coach. I, I get them to to not uh, act. That is, I, I mean, I help them. Most of the time, it resolves in them quitting acting, though. You what do you mean by you help them to not act? What is what is a standard day in your job? Josh, like? let me ask you this question real quick. Have you ever seen a movie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All right. You ever seen the antagonists? What do they look like? What do they represent? I'll fill you in for you. Antagonists are made by the, by the Muppet economic and socioeconomic elite to represent those who are oppressed. Think of it as like a... Um, Josh, they don't like us humans. I gotta be honest. So every, every villain is a human. So I try to get them to not uh, perpetuate this, this, uh, this stressor on our lives. I'm still a little confused on where you're from. Uh, you said it's down the road, but you also mentioned an, your Earth. Well, yeah, like I mean, we don't. I don't see you at the bar. We're in different social circles. It's like different Earths, pretty much. Okay. Um, okay. And this, like, I guess you're just in like a town that's mostly Muppets. I'd consider it more of a city. We've got a population of about 50K or so, so I'd say a city. 50K? Right yeah. down the road? Yeah, yeah, it's just right... Are you messing with me? Are you messing with me? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I'm from a different earth. I'm just kidding. I'm just I'm, I'm completely different earth. It's just like things are different, like very different. But like the scripts are the same, so like I can still talk talk shop about the movies and stuff. That's no big deal. So the scripts are the same, and it's just Muppets mostly instead of people. Yeah, Shawshank was very weird seeing here. Um, there wasn't any musical number whatsoever. See, uh, when you said the scripts were the same, I thought it'd be mostly the same, but for the Muppets, we've swapped out. But there are musical numbers. Oh, yeah, it's the same words. Uh, I didn't say they were good songs. Shawshank is a historically lowly rated film on, on my earth, just because, I mean, the songs don't make sense, you know? They don't have a, a vocal coach. Right, buddy? Yeah. You okay? I'm fine, buddy. All right. Just weird looking at you. Why? You don't like my googly eyes? I put them on just to kind of make you make it easier. I could take them off. It if you... had the opposite effect of what you intended. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Here, I think me... I know who used to own those eyes. <laughs> who is that? They could hit a high C. It was Tin Can's father. Who was Tin Can's father? String. His name was String. So, quick question that I want to uh, not dig into any further. Um, is your history fully the same as our history, but with Muppets? Because you have the same historical dramas. Right. Do you mean my personal history? Because I'm not on this show to talk about my personal history. Oh, no, like your, your Earth's history. Oh, you mean like... like Josh, are you, are you asking me about World War II? Is that what you're asking me about right now? I'm just asking about history in general. Okay. Um, well, for starters, we didn't have a World War. That's just completely different. It was completely fictional. So I mean. Oh, so it's the same movies, but they're fictionalized in your world. Well, yeah, yeah, Muppets were not confrontational. I mean, they're not confrontational. Have you guys ever had a war? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> y'all have the Great Emu War, right? Yeah, we have that. Yeah, yeah, they tried to... Yeah, that was pretty bad. They tried to get some rights in the acting biz, and it didn't really work out for them. So it looks like it's time for us to talk about our second movie that we have to talk about. Um, it is actually a uh, sequel to the movie we talked about earlier, uh, and that is, of course, uh, The Muppets Expand Their Territory. Do you guys have this one on your Earth? With it being the Muppet centric, I wasn't sure how that would transfer over. Oh yeah, um, it is. It's considered a horror movie on on our planet. It's still same script, like I said, but it's just. Um, I, I watched it twice. One once there, once here, just to make sure there weren't any inaccuracies. Uh, is is that the same thing as the other ones where like the Muppets and people are swapped, or is it still like is it like the humans expand their territory there? No, I mean, it... Calm Trues was still in that film. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We have him, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I mean, he's a Muppet here. Um, where, where are his teeth? Calm trues? Yeah. What, what, I, I'm not wearing his teeth. I just... I, it's, like, when you look at his face. Yeah. And you look at his smile. Mm-hmm. Where are his teeth? Oh, I, I know what you're getting at. Yes. They are in the center of his face very centrical like like if you, you you can get lost looking into it which, which made it an issue for this movie honestly i just kept staring at him um they tried cgiing like a mustache over it to, to work but i could still see through it i could still see it yeah they they also did that on on 
the movie on this earth for they they also cgi'd a mustache on his teeth nope but <laughs> no kidding but he also had a regular mustache so it looked like a bunk bed of mustaches Well, they actually, uh, it looks like it's all one mustache, but little known fact behind the scenes, uh, trivia, uh, they actually added mustaches individually onto each of his teeth, and they just line up so it looks like it's one mustache, uh, but those are actually individual mustaches that they CGI'd onto his teeth. The more you know. The more you know. Uh, buddy, what did you think of this one? Oh, um, well, I... Was great. This is, you know, not a horror on on our earth. This one was just a very lottie da, very very pleasant film. Um, you know, in the sequels, they really like to expand on the character development, and so they had Kermit and Gonzo and Tin Can and Beanbag. They all went on kind of like a Lord of the Rings type adventure to to do like a a. a a non-threatening manifest destiny. Like for buddies. Is that an oxymoron? Well, if it was their destiny, how are you to deny that? Manifestation is such a powerful tool. I, I'm just a vocal coach, but I have a manifestation coach. Um, and they've helped me manifest a lot of the wonderful things that I've had in my career. What does a, a typical meeting with a uh, manifestation coach look like? Well, the reason I get along with them so well is because they're just like me. They can see into my little Muppet soul. I walk into their office, and they spray me down. And then we go on a think journey. Hold on, with what? Because I know you use vocal spray. Like, what kind of spray would a motivational coach use? Oh, well, right. It's not throat spray. It's mind spray. What does that do? Cleanses the mind. It puts me in the right space to manifest the things that I want and the people I don't. What, what kind of things do you manifest? Uh, I manifest a lot of the simple things in life. I manifest long walks on the beach. I manifest hitting every green light on the way home. I manifest Robert Pattinson renewing his contract. That brings up an interesting question. Uh, can Muppets drive? Or is it like a Uber taxi situation? Because I know, like, I haven't seen any small Muppet cars on the road, and, like, you're considerably shorter than, than a human. Well, yeah, Muppets can drive. It, it really just depends on um, where the frame cuts off. <laughs> what about you, uh, Muddy Montgomery? Uh, can Muppets drive on your world boy do they ever it's just it's constant it's it's annoying it's it's incessant their driving is it drives me up the wall josh i gotta be honest because i'm not allowed to drive because the streets they just end some places like i'm walking and and it just it gets cuts off and it's it's hard so when they when they drive, I I just have to kind of stand on them. Um, you see this a little bit in, in in Muppets expand their territory, where where uh, you you call them Kermit. Yeah, we generally pretty much everywhere. 
Kermit who calls him Kermit. Okay. Uh, on our earth, he's Lord Commander, but uh, on on Kermit, when he when he's when he's going through the the manifested destiny, as you call it, which we'll get to that later. I got issues with that. That's for sure. Um, he he stands on the taxis and like surfs them. Yeah, that's what I have to do to get to work. That's not like a like a fun activity y'all do. Oh no, people die. I'm just kidding. No, it is pretty fun sometimes. Well, it looks like it is time for us to go to our next break. When we come back, we will still have uh, Buddy Montgomery and Muddy Montgomery here in the studio, and we'll talk about some more movies. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. What's up, San Marcos? I'm Mandy Miller from Creators Corner, a monthly program right here on KZSM about local artists, brought to you by the San Marcos Art League. The San Marcos Art League is a nonprofit arts organization that fosters and nurtures the arts right here in San Marcos, Texas, and gives opportunities for local artists to showcase and sell their work at the San Marcos Art Center. The Art Center is set to reopen in February, but you can still see what we have in the gallery online at sanmarcosartcenter.com. Tune in with me, Mandy Miller, to hear about new local artists every first Friday of the month at 6 p.m. Central Time right here on KZSM. Hello and welcome back to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis, to the clone of Josh Davis, and I have in the studio with me uh, Buddy Montgomery, who is a vocal coach and also a Muppet. How do you do? And then I have uh, Muddy Montgomery, who is not a Muppet and is a uh, choice coach uh, from another Earth. (coughs) Yeah, that's right. So, I wanted to ask you, uh, Buddy, or, sorry, Muddy, it's a little confusing, uh, Muddy Montgomery, I wanted to ask you, what do you think happens when we die on your Earth? So, when you say we, do you mean, like, you and me, or do you mean, like, the Muppets, or, like, in general, because I I got answers for all of them? I guess give me all of the answers. If it's different, please elaborate on how it's different. (laughs) So yeah, let, let's sit back, relax, okay? So I, I've seen a lot of things in my day. I've seen a lot of people in my day. I've seen a lot of Muppets in my day constantly. And one thing they're always asking, they ask me, Hey, Muddy, when things, when things end, what's going to happen to little old me? What's going to happen to my eyes, for example? And I say, they're just going to be repurposed. But ultimately, for Muppets, uh, do y'all have Underworld here? Uh, questionable, but I'd like to think so. All right. So the Muppets, they go down, they get their heart weighed, they get their felt weighed against a feather. And ultimately, if, if it outweighs the feather, where do you think I got the eyes from, Josh? That's all I got to say. How often does it outweigh the feather? More often than you might think. But for us, for you, for, for schmucks like you and me, well, we just, uh, we just keep going. Until we're running to the ground, until, until um, until our hands go missing, Josh. Until they just disappear, and then and then the rest of us disappears. And I don't know. I maybe if I'm from another universe or something, maybe uh maybe there's a world where Muppets are controlled by by heads, and that's where my head will end up. I I just don't know. So, piece by piece, you just disappear. Yeah, like jigsaw puzzles that you leave on the cabinet. Say, buddy. Yeah. 
Not, not you, Muddy. Uh, but oh, oh, sorry, sorry. The people, yeah, sorry. Oh, he, he, he thought you were just using a term of endearment. Yeah, I did, I did. Yeah, we're, we're not there yet. Uh, <laughs> so, so, buddy, <laughs> you mentioned that you don't know where the hands in the Muppets of this world come from. Nope, nope, not at all. Huh. Honestly, okay. I don't have a curious mind. Yeah, okay, let's not dive any deeper into that. Um, now, Muddy, uh, you mentioned some problems with manifestation and all that. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't like ghosts. I just, I don't, I don't like them. I think you're thinking of possessions. <laughs> no, I, I got a lot of things in my apartment, Josh. I like my things. I just don't like the, the ghosts and those things. Uh, maybe it's just miscommunication between two Earths. Are you guys ready to talk about the next movie we have on the show? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Boy, oh, boy. The third movie we have, uh, Following Suit, is another sequel to the previous two we've talked about. And that is, of course, the final film in the trilogy for now. Uh, the Muppets Take the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> oh, uh, boy, oh, boy. This one. Yeah, t- talk a little this bit one. about Did... how this differs on your earth. Josh, uh, buddy. Yeah. I'm conflicted because this one is one of my favorites, but it's also got one of those problematic uh, antagonists I was mentioning, in which the uh, so Myra is just a guy in a suit, but but it, but it here it's it's an actual Muppet, um, it's it's a sub sandwich, and they what's that Muppet's name? Wait, he's wearing a tuxedo. Oh, I mean. Yeah, one part during the during like the gala robbery scene, I guess. But no, he's he's nude most of the time. So you asked his name, yeah? Yeah. Uh, his name is BMT. They just call him Teeny for short. Wait, what? What do they call him for short? Teeny. Teeny? Yeah, you know BMT backwards. You know Teeny. Is that what BMT would be backwards? Josh, say say BMT backwards for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. See, there you go. Anyways, I have issues with them. Because, see... Um, we humans, we uh, we like pickles on sandwiches. And, and what do you think Teamy's got on them? Pickles? Pickles on, sa- on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a, a negative association is what is my issue. But also... I really liked Michael Sarah coming back. I gotta be honest, it was pretty nice seeing him back. His return scene, wow! In, in my theater, the audience cheered when he walked in. Oh, oh, they cheered. Uh, oh, yeah, we booed. Like, like we love to hate that guy. Like, like he is—he's a human on our on our earth still, and he's still like he still creeps us out. But buddy, buddy, I'm curious. When they—that's okay. When they were, oh, we'll talk. We'll talk later. Um, I, I I just want to know during one of the one of the several climaxes of this eight hour long epic film that they had. <laughs> I just want to know. Sorry, it's so funny. I just want to know what you thought about what you thought about Tin Can's stunt at at Kitty Land when they when they reached it in Georgia. I just want to I just want to know what your thoughts on it. Right. Yeah. Um, and well, what a, what a fun scene that was to film. Um, 
I was there for for a lot of that um, that rehearsal because of the musical numbers um, that go on for the sixth and seventh hour of the movie. It's basically like a whole Miz for the sixth and seventh hour of the movie, and they haven't even gotten to the Eastern Seaboard yet. What's your favorite song in the movie? I think mine is probably "Delaware Has Fallen." <laughs> Uh, we don't do singing on the show. That's uh, okay. Yeah, you can go ahead. It's fine. I, th- I don't think... Producer, will you mind at all? Pro- oh, he's shaking his head. Yeah, no, the producer doesn't mind at all. Go ahead, Josh. Give us a little jingle. Well, why don't we have our uh, our esteemed vocal coach here take a, take a crack at it? Oh, oh, it's all coming back to me. It's all coming back to me. What was it called? The du- uh, Delaware has fallen. Oh, Delaware has fallen. Yes, it has. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, Delaware has fallen. Where's my hat? Oh, my favorite hat is missing. Oh, I can feel the wind in my throat. And that was just one little snippet. And then there's a dance break. Um, I wasn't on call for that, of course. Uh, except for the people um, who, who were going ha-cha-cha in the back of the of the dance. Uh, we had to do a lot of work on, on getting the, the ha-cha-chas. Uh, up, up to snuff. What were some of the other uh, the other musical numbers in this movie that you helped out with? Um, well, there is a uh, "Be Still, My Muppet Heart." Um, my Muppet Heart will go on. Uh, and there was also "It's Nice to Have a Friend," and then also sometimes it ain't. And that's 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 a, a, a classic tale of of dramatic irony where the the characters um. Bosco, Ninny, and Tin Can are all in Kittyland singing about how it's so nice to have a friend because who wants to take, you know, Delaware alone? Not me, that's for sure. No, no not, not me, me either. But behind the scenes, there's Michael Sarah. Creeping. You know, I Creeping, gotta say. Tap dancing ominously. I gotta say, you mentioned Tin Can. I really like how he got a more prominent role in this one he, he really felt sidelined and wasted in the first two movies and they let him shine in this one mm-hmm. and you know what i think it has a lot to do with the vocal coach and the manifestation coach well maybe one of those i just really liked so, sorry to butt it i just really liked his intro song 30 90 inches of felt i really really liked that i i felt like i connected with it even though i'm not a muppet um despite anyone's wishes i i just I, I thought it was really nice and then they had to ruin it by the end of the, by the end of the movie oh come on don't say that well what, what what ruined it for you i mean i've already spoken about teamy and so teamy's rendition of, of 3090 i don't know i i just think 3090 souls collected is a little bit too much for for a sandwich with pickles on it and i i just i I get I get yelled at on the street with it, and then Tin Can comes in and is like, "Here's one more," and it just gets a it gets a little much. It gets mm. a little much. It was a really interesting costuming choice, I thought, to have uh, the number of souls he has represented by pickles on the sandwich, and so the pickles just increase throughout the song. It was it was I liked the visual aspect to it, uh, but I was curious about the choice of using the pickles. Well, you know, most of them were CGI'd on individually. Um, so it's quite... But there was one, like, there's always that stand-in. Um, well, 
there used to be too, but we had a little bit of a session, and I got him on the right track, so he, he, he had to drop out, unfortunately. Oh, for, I mean, fortunately. for a moment, I forgot what your job was, and I thought you meant he died, but he just quit acting. Right. How do you go about getting Muppets to quit acting? Josh, listen, if I were to reveal my secrets, things would get a little complex. Uh, on this earth and on my earth, because no one really wants Muppets quitting, right? Right. Like, they got, someone's got to work the 48 hours. It's not going to be me. Is it going to be you? No, it's not. Do they work 48 hours on your earth, too? Well, on Earth Day is 72 hours, so it's, it's not that much. But Oh, okay. Yeah, but they work double shifts, so it's actually more. I feel like that very concept would change a lot of movies on your earth. It's interesting <laughs> that they're all the same. Josh, they have artificial lighting. I guess so. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. Uh, when we come back, I want to dive a little bit more into what exactly your job it pertains. We'll be right back. Howdy, partner. Does your daily routine usually consist of train robberies, horse fights, gunslinging, or all-around adventuring throughout the Wild West? Because if it doesn't, then you need to tune in to the best cowboy comedy radio play this side of the Mississippi. And that's Roscoe Taylor, the Tallahassee tween, broadcasting on KZSM every Sunday at 8 p.m. Tune in. You'll be glad you did. Hello, and welcome back to Real Movies. I'm your host, Josh Davis 2, the clone of Josh Davis, and I have in the studio with me Buddy Montgomery, a vocal coach and Muppet. La, 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 la. And I have a Muddy Montgomery, uh, the alternate version of Buddy Montgomery from another Earth, who is a uh, who is a choice coach. Yep. Uh, and what exactly does that pertain? So normally, whenever the uh, the the Mupp the, the, the actors. Um, and even some of the hackers come in, and they ask they ask me, Muddy. Some some of them call me Buddy, so I'm, I'm just I'm omitting that fact because I don't want to get confused, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they say they say, Muddy, I I don't know if I, I don't know if I can do the scene. They're asking me to do degrading things. They're asking me to put my hands in places I really don't think they should be, and I don't know if I don't know if it really makes sense for me to be here, you know. And Josh, I, I gotta be honest. I sit them down, and and we talk for about twelve hours. And there's a break for nap time, and then I talk for another twelve hours. And eventually, we come to the conclusion that they just made the wrong choice in life. And so, with the actors, I show them, I show them the back room, and I help them out. And and then they ne- they're never on set. And then by the time the the actors, sorry, the actors come in, they. And when they leave, I say, go on out there, do our, do our work. And, and they're normally pretty okay with it. They, they don't act anymore after that, but that's pretty much what it looks like. You mentioned the back room. What happens there? I mean, you got a back room here. What happens in your back room? Why are you asking me all these questions? Oh, you got Buddy over here. Why are, you impre- why, why are you getting in my business? Well, I think there's a bedroom in the back room here, actually. No kidding. Yeah. You know Josh, we, we got you on my planet. 
uh, on a on a podcast as well. Me? Oh, like the oh, like the your world version oh, of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I see. Yeah, it's it's for uh, meal rovies. It's just like rove like roving meals that we have. You know, like drive through movie theaters and stuff, but like on wheels. You have the meals for it. Oh, like a. So it's movie theaters on wheels. Yeah, I mean there are movies as well. Yeah, sure. So. Go on. So I have a show about food. Yep. That is served in movie theaters on wheels. Nothing gets past you, Josh. On any planet, nothing gets past you. What do they call Maria Menounos on your planet? Oh, this is a hard one. They call him Manio Maruos on our planet. I'm never going to be able to remember that. Yeah, you don't on my planet either. That's why. You, that's why you got divorced in the first place because you can never say it. Well, are you guys uh, ready to talk about some upcoming movies? Oh, I sure am. And, uh, Muddy, I assume the upcoming movies are going to be roughly at least the same on your Earth, so... Yeah, based on the trailers and stuff, yeah. And and then the spoiler subreddits, because I, I subscribe to those as well. I gotta know what choices they're making back there, even if I'm not on the set, so... <laughs> gotta stay up to date. Yeah. Uh, so, the way that this section of the show works is uh, that I'm going to read off some real upcoming movie titles, and then uh, my guests here are going to take turns describing in very, very real descriptions what these movies are about. Uh, These descriptions are so real, just as real as the movie titles and my guests. You guys ready to get started? Sure, Sure, Josh. Sure, sure, Josh. All right. I was trying to bit. I was trying to fungle Oh, that's very funny. Oh, that's very funny. That's very funny. I can do the bit too. I don't know what you said. <laughs> hit, hit us, Josh. Come on. Come on, man. Well, I don't think we should resort to violence, but uh, the next upcoming movie we have, uh, Buddy Montgomery, if you want to take this one, is uh, Green Ghost and the Masters of the Stone. Boy, this, this, this one really scared me. Oh, the, the, the trailers for this movie, uh, um... I, I wasn't sure it would really be my thing, and boy, I was right. Green ghosts? Boy, that sure is a weird color for a ghost. You think that's a goblin type of thing. A ghouls? Oh, boy. And then the part where they mastered the stone, honestly, the ritual, it was a lot more... Everyone was very pedantic about the rituals in that movie. They had to keep restarting. Most of the time, everybody in movies gets them on the very first try, and then they go to to wield their their newfound power from the stone and just be on their way. This time, oh my goodness, they had to keep restarting at step two of every single ritual that they did. Everyone was mispronouncing the Latin. Oh, we're going to do it again. Well, well, buddy, you should have made some some phonetic spellings of the Latin if you wanted people to master the stone easier. Takes up so much of the movie, but everybody, everybody in there had a temper. Everybody in there had a temper. Michael, Sarah. He wasn't even the worst one there. Wasn't even the worst one there. That part's surprising. Uh, Muddy Montgomery, you ready to take the next upcoming movie? Yeah, let's do it. Come on. The next one we have is uh, Downton Abbey: A New Era. So this one, this one looks pretty interesting. Um, Downton Abbey is my favorite theme park. I just so so the fact that they're making it a movie uh, is pretty exciting. 
I just, sorry, I'm getting choked up a little bit. Um, I, I'm very excited to see Elsbeth back. Um, they removed her from the ride previously, and that looks pretty exciting to me. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't quite know what the new era is exactly um, because there's a scene of them in the club, and you know, like the, I don't really get that part, but like, you know, it seems interesting. It seems, it seems, it seems interesting. I. I'm a little shaky on the poster, though, Josh. I gotta be honest, because the way the way the antagonist is kind of portrayed a little bit, it doesn't look it doesn't look flattering. What does the poster look like? How is the antagonist portrayed? Well, you got Elsbeth in the front, you got Tiffany on the right, and you got Matilda on the left. And behind them, who do you think it is, buddy? Who do you think? Who do you think it is? That wasn't a rhetorical quite like. Oh, oh, who, who do I? Oh, who do I think it is? Yeah. The the unflattering portrayed antagonist. Yeah. Victoria Justice? And they didn't do her justice in that movie. At least what it looks like. You know what she's wearing? Was that one rhetorical? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I had to drink a sip of water. <laughs> what, what was she wearing? She's wearing... She's wearing a football outfit. And I, I don't know how footballers are treated on your planet, but on, on mine, they're, they're ridiculed. Uh, because of stuff like this, they're seen as weak. They're seen as uh, as just, just big lugs. And, and Justice, I'm sure, is going to do a fantastic job. But I, I just don't know if she's got the chops for it to pull off something like this and really respect the role. Yeah, no, football players are about treated the same here, I think. Buddy, are you ready to talk about the next upcoming movie? Sure am. The next one we have is uh, Radiation House, the movie. Oh, Radiation House, the movie. Um, it's so weird how they can make houses into movies now. Science has come such a long way. So, for Radiation House, the movie, um, honestly, I had a hard time following the plot for this one. Um, it was kind of like Inception meets Tenet meets Mamma Mia 2. Where they keep going back and forth to when the house had radiation and then it didn't have radiation. But newsflash, the radiation's been there for centuries. There's not post-radiation and pre-radiation. Oh, my God, girl. It's been radiated. You tell it. Yeah, yeah well, well, I wish I could have told them while they were writing the movie. If they had a choice coach, maybe someone could have told them. Right, know? right. Yeah. <laughs> Money. Yeah. You and I are speaking the same language. And we're moving the same, too. It's English. Oh, my goodness. Your arms are in the air. My arms are in the air. We're just angry. We're just kind of flopping around. Yeah, we're flopping. We're flopping. You know, I might not be a Muppet, but I, is it weird to say I love you? No. Okay. Hey, is it a- weird if I don't say it back? <laughs> hey, it's important to love yourself. Um. We were separated when we were seven, right? You didn't say that? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Yeah, I've loved you since then. And I love you now. No, I've, I've, I've loved you since then as well. Wait, so you guys were your alternate versions of each other from different worlds, but you were united at one point. Oh, we're, we've always been. It's kind of like half siblings, except this time it's his mom and my dad on his earth. Yeah, no further elaboration. I think, she, I think you hit the nail right on the head, buddy. It's I just mean, like that. Sometimes the sentences on this earth just stop. Yeah. (laughs) I understand now, I think. All right, uh, Muddy Montgomery, you ready to talk about the next upcoming movie? You betcha. 
The next one we have is a summertime travel back. <sighs> this one, boy, if you if you thought the Downton Abbey one was bad, I got I got issues with this one because I actually worked on the back set of this one, and let me tell you, Russell Rowe, I mean he he's just the choices that that, that Muppets making, sorry that Mac is making, it just it things things to be thought about, particularly in his portrayal of the. Uh, uh, what do you what do you what do you call them the uh, the, the the thespians, right? Yeah, the thespians. Yeah, yeah, that that, that tribe that was uh, that lived here for a little while. Yeah, the, the their their portrayal of them, it's just not flattering. It's just it's it's just not a good choice. So I brought him in, and I said, listen, Crussell. Uh, I, I, call, I call him I call him Mr. Crow every so often just to kind of get him a little, you know. Um, but I, I say, listen, Crussell. You got to think about these sorts of things from my perspective. You know, at seven, I was separated from my half brother. And look what, I, look what I did with my life. And now look at what you're doing. And we take a nap after that 12 hour speech. And we come back 12 hours later. I say, listen, you just think about it. He says, oh, yeah, I thought about it pretty well, huh? And I say, okay, let's come back to the back room. I, I'm going I'm to help you out a little bit more. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll show you what, what really happens. Uh, when you do this. And then, and then what happened when you went into the back room? You know, speaking of, you never showed me your hand, buddy. Hey, some things are personal. Yeah, but your own half-brother, you never showed him to me. Well, where did you get your hands? I think you know where I got my hands from, buddy. Same person you got those eyes from, probably. Yeah, you bet. Tin Can's father? Tin Can's father. Tin Can's father. You know... I never liked the guy that much. He didn't take notes very well. Russell Crowe, he took notes very well. I took his hands, too. No. Yep. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time to elaborate further on that. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, Buddy Montgomery, for being on the show. Pleasure to be here. Wish we could have dived more into uh, some of the things you said about your job. Um. Muddy Montgomery, thank yep. you for coming to another Earth, or back to your original Earth, I'm a little unclear, uh, to be on the show. Uh, are you going to, I guess, go back to your world now? Uh, yeah, you guys got a John here. Like a guy named John? No, Josh, I gotta, use, I gotta go. Okay, go, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>